Thanks for joining us on the Investors Corner podcast this week. Me, Mike and Andy, we're going to bring you some of the current affairs, some of the topics that are being discussed in the media. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a lowdown of what we are going to discuss today. So Rishi, he has been throwing out all sorts. So we're going to cover Sunak and exactly what he's been talking about in regards to energy rules, where the government have been guaranteeing that landlords will still be able to repossess their property. Landlord family jailed for 31 years for their behaviour towards tenants. That is going to blow your mind when I talk to you two about that. And we've also got buy-to-let rate of the week, which we will share with you at the end for the five-year and for the two-year fixed, which particular banks you can go to and what is the percentage of fee for this particular rate that's the best on the market at the moment, because that might blow your mind as well. So, first of all, Mike, how are you? All good. Thank you. Got your serious face on? Got a serious face on. Yeah, been to a conference and everything. So, yeah, we've been learning for the last month. Mm. Andy, how are you? Good. I Always good. I didn't get the memo that the we matchy, were wearing. Matchy. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matchy Autumn, winter, yeah, we've gears come. come out. You know, you've dressed up, I've dressed down. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, that is standard stuff. <laughs> Been yeah. quite smart the last couple of days. I don't know if you noticed actually no. for meetings, but um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on to Sunak. So he's under attack at the moment by anti-landlord type people, people that don't like landlords. You know, when you mention on any social media channel anything about some advice for landlords, for property investors, you know, passive income, whatever you want to sort of link the associated caption with, you always get bashed by certain anti-landlord people. But where they're at at the moment is around your boiler ban. The boiler ban has been postponed by, uh, I think, a further 10 years or a total of 10 years from now, um, where obviously that was something that people were looking at. But we've spoke about it before, and it was a bit of a problem that we thought might get more landlords exiting, right? Because it's quite a high cost of what was going to be brought to it. So are we looking at this thinking, well done, Sunak, or are we saying, really, we need to be looking at making landlords and in particular the properties more e-friendly for tenants? What's, where, where's the take on that, chaps? Where are we at with it? Well, my take on it is a shambolic policy from the beginning that was never going to happen. So all it did was throw a load of dust in the air and then settle without any kind of progress. We all know that there's not enough installers. There's not enough producers. The cost mm. hasn't come down well enough. They're not efficient. Enough. And I'm talking about heat pumps here. They're yeah. not efficient enough. They don't work well enough. And no one knows how they work. Yeah. So you can't just force people to use them if there's no one to install them or maintain them. Mm. Um, it was 2025, right, that that was going to be? Or was it on, 2028? On, new, on new homes, yeah, the, yeah, from, yeah. From, from later on in the decade. And it was just not achievable. Mm. Um, so it was always going to get repealed anyway because it was just a harebrained scheme in my opinion. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's quite direct with Mike's point. What about you, Andy? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I agree with, with my, my opinion is is that they thought it was a good idea to sort of come out about the heat pumps and offer an incentive to get, get heat pumps installed. Didn't really take off, no traction on it. Um, And like Mike said, there's, there's not enough installers out there. Cost-wise, is it a massive benefit? No, we haven't seen that it is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just something to, to make it more energy efficient, didn't take off, and now they're changing Now they're changing it. 
because yeah, they realised it hasn't taken off. A good running example is we've got, I think, one property under management with a heat pump. Yeah. You had to get a service for it. So you Googled, because we don't have any contracts yeah. on our book, you do it. I think the first company that came out was Berkshire Heat Pumps. Yeah. And you rang them up for a service and they don't do services on heat yeah. pumps. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And, we, and we called <laughs> a, a number of other companies after that and it was, no, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. No, we can't do that. Well, what's the point? Yeah, it's not going to work. Find people it? to do it. It's yeah. not going to work, is it? That that doesn't help the tenant who no, who no. they're trying to help in reality, or the, the you know the environment it's, uh, as well. But it doesn't help, does it? I mean, what I'm interested to know is this is all based around kind of energy efficiency, obviously looking after the environment. So the difference of an EPC E rating to a D rating, in context, let's paint that as a picture. What does that probably actually mean? And I know we've had an EPC surveyor on this. You can search for that and check that out. But what does that actually mean for a property? What is that uplift actually looking like? Firstly, it depends what year the EPC was done. Yeah. Just for a little bit of a technicality mm. to throw in there. Because they last 10 years. And they changed the goalposts halfway through. So yeah. your D might be an E or your E might be a D. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. It's, it's just based on that. You know, if you had an EPC done eight years ago and you had a new one done now, mm -hmm. because they changed the data points on the EPC, actually, it could be higher than than what it is. Mm -hmm. or, so, lower. Or, or lower. Yeah. Or lower. So, yeah, it all depends on, you know, type, type of property. When the EPC was done, you could do things internally by changing light bulbs and that will improve it. It's, it's just a bit of a minefield, really, isn't it? It's not. Not very clear. Yeah, if you're an E, there should be some very cheap mm. improvements and some very expensive improvements that can be made to bring yourself into the next bracket. Like I said, low low energy light bulbs, yeah, um, loft insulations, that kind of thing that can be mm. done for a couple of hundred quid, and then floor insulation for five grand, photovoltaic panels for fifteen to Double to bring it into in the top C's, yeah. So if I'm buying a buy-to-let, should I be worried as a buy-to-let landlord if the property is an E? Should I be looking for, for Ds and Cs to be safe or should I not really be that fussed? Right now, I wouldn't be that fussed. But yeah. there's, there's a cloud on the horizon that whilst it's been cancelled, it's still in there within... The, yeah. the political landscape that I always thought that EPCs were going to become taxable like council tax mm -hmm. because of the way they're banded. It all just seemed too convenient, but it never came through. That was always my, my theory on it. Mm. Um, so I would still look at something that either has the potential to uplift cheaply or something that is reasonably efficient already. Yeah. It's that, it's that, it will happen at some point when they look at the EPCs again might change things slightly. So again, it depends what your investment goal is. You know, if you're looking for a property five years time, look to offload it at that point, probably don't need to worry about mm -hmm. about it. But if you're looking long term investment for the next 10, 15, 20 years on that property, maybe something that you want to you want to look at. Yeah, because you, you could end up with a couple of thousand Mm. tens of thousands of pounds to get it from the E to the C or the D or whatever it may be. Depending yeah. on, I think a lot of landlords are annoyed because a lot of landlords out there were 
getting ready yeah. for this EPC. It's, it's yeah. the uncertainty that annoys people. Yeah, yeah. You, you said that the government or Rishi Sunak is unpopular with kind of anti-landlord people. I don't think he's particularly popular with landlords either. No. I don't no. think he's got any crowd, to be no. completely honest messed, at the moment. Messed everyone around a little yeah. bit. With yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's the thing. You would have had landlords out there that have already started spending thousands of pounds on that property yeah. to get it up to that rating, only yeah. for it now not to have really mattered at that point. Yeah. And landlord could have saved thousands of pounds. You, you might have had landlords exit off the yeah. back of yeah. it as well. Yeah. Know, that are wishing they hadn't exited now because they had a nice interest rate fixed for a period of time and actually when the tenant moved out they thought right i'll exit took a mm. penalty yeah. on their fixed term or something yeah. like that and they didn't need to um fair point fair point what about the fact that they've now come out and they're talking about the renters reform bill here where landlords are getting concerned that they may not be able to get a problematic tenant out mm. and problematic being the key is i don't think landlords want to get good tenants out of their property unless they need to because they're selling it but where landlords are kicking up a bit of a stink at the moment is they're looking at this renters reform bill as we did in in our podcast with liam when he came mm. in to help us with it to try and understand it and, and what they've come out and said the government is we guarantee that landlords will be able to repossess still because people are reading that renters reform bill um a little bit like yeah. a lot of people have done and said well how am i actually going to get my tenant out if there is a problem. And at the moment, it takes on average six months to evict a tenant that's even not paying rent or problematic. So this is Andy's specialist subject. Yeah. Go. Two minute rant. <laughs> Something that I talk about <laughs> constantly. Um, look, with the renters reform bill, yes, you, you can still get repossession of your property to do with certain things. So again, it depends what type of investor you are. If you've got good tenancy in your property, why would you want to bring that tenancy to an end? Well, the reasons are is that either you want to sell the property, may want it to give it to your your child because they're 21, they want to live by their own, so you can still get it back at, at that point. Antisocial behaviour, you can still get it back at, at that point. What the government needs to look at is how long is that process going to take? Because all we're seeing at the moment is that court hearings are being delayed if it needs to go to that stage. So you may get tenants that don't move out and it needs to go through to that stage. Um, using a Section 8 notice, okay, it's a, it's a notice. It is what it is. So you can serve it. Hopefully your tenant adheres to it and, mm -hmm. and goes out of the property. So there's still key things there where you can get your property back. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not a major issue in, in that regard. Um, and yeah, we, we've just got to see how it is. But for, for to say that, we guarantee that landlords be able to get their properties back. It's quite a big, it's quite a big statement. When, any, to, when to, anyone says that, to, it's to, a to bit guarantee like, that. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite a big statement. But again, right now, the renters' reform bill may change the goalposts on what has come out. Yeah. So we can't sit here worrying about it. We can't sit here and say, right, whatever we've heard is definitely going to happen. Because it hasn't happened yet. You know, I mean, was... let, let's look at the current track record. Um, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks that way, doesn't but, it? I mean, it's, Train lines, yeah, EPCs. Yeah, it's just everything doesn't happen, what, what they say. And yeah. With the renters' reform bill, Michael Gov came out the other day and said, it is definitely going to have its second reading before the King's speech, right? So before November the 7th. Hmm. He came out today 
and said that he can't guarantee it. Yeah, it's most likely not going to. So, yeah. again, until, until it happens, we just need to carry on as 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 normal. Yeah. You know, this re- renters reform bill, it's going to take two, three, four years to come into effect. You'll have a grace period after it does come into, into effect of 12 months. So right now, just carry on as normal and don't worry about it because more than likely, it will either not happen, it will go back to square one, or like I said, it'll be three, four years before you even see it. And when we break it down with Liam Connolly, what it would appear really in the context of it is the result will be the same, just how you get there is slightly mm, different. Yeah. So yeah. don't panic, basically. Yeah. The result is not likely to be different for you. If you want to evict your tenant for a valid reason, the result will be the same. It's yeah. just you go a different way around it. And I think a lot of people that- have an issue with it because it feels like they're losing control yeah. of their investment. Yeah. And as soon as you have that sort of in your head that you've got, you know, three, four, five properties that are your investment and you're losing slight control of it, it's like, no, I'm out. If I, if I can't control it how I want to control it, I'm not going to be in this in this sort of game, really, the investment game, property investing game. So, I think the yeah. UK has been clickbaited on it, Absolutely. essentially. Everyone's read the headline, haven't read the, the terms of the document. And um, I think what we should do is is have a little bit of a wager, what comes first, estate agency uh, regulation and qualification or the landlord bill? Because I've been waiting for about eight years on on agency <laughs> regulation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was about 2015 they announced it, and they still haven't even announced the the basis of it yet. So we're saying that potentially we don't trust what the government is saying. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, we've heard that before. Yeah, we've no, summed it, up. Yeah, we've summed that up as that. <laughs> so kind of until there's a rule in place and it's it's there. Kind of, let's just ignore the yeah. rumor mill. I don't know why they do a rumor mill with these sort of things, where they kind of say, "Well, this might happen." Cool. It's life mm. affecting, isn't yeah. it? And it shouldn't. It just happen. messes everyone yeah. around, and yeah. then it's you know, then it doesn't come to fruition, or gets pushed, or the goalposts change, or you know, another prime minister takes over, or whatever it may be, and everything tweaks and changes. So, um, yeah, just don't worry about it, landlords, for the time being. But you know, we will keep you updated on. We have a newsletter that goes out every single week. Andy does a blog, you know, for all our landlords and property investors that are on our database to keep them updated with regulatory changes. Once a month, we have obviously our podcast episode of the month that goes out. If you want to be on that list to keep getting updated with things that are going on and changes, then you just let us know and we'll make sure you're on the system because um, there is some great blogs that go on there and you can see it on our Google News as well. So moving away from the government, what is the percentage of tenants at the moment not paying rent or in rent arrears for avocado? Is there any? Zero. 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 Okay, so that's one end of the spectrum, which is good tenants, good landlords, good managing agent. Everything's clean. That's the norm, right? Not not the zero. A lot of agencies won't have zero. They'll have mm. a, a little bit higher. But the norm is that it's pretty calm. It's a good relationship between landlord, tenant and, and agent. And that's where we'd like it to be. Can't say that in the private renting sector where you've got um, landlords doing it themselves. Mm. Probably a little bit different, I would have thought. But that's that's the positive. And people say to me when they're thinking of buying a buy to let, what's the worst case scenario? Do you guys get that question? Yes. What could be worst case scenario? 
So worst case scenario, I've got a new definition of it based on a news article that I've now read multiple times um, when reading up on landlord and property investing news. So uh, last week, a landlord family, three brothers, uh, I think Bradford direction, have been jailed for 31 years for their behavior towards tenants that weren't paying rent. So they've ignored the route of how to get them out. <laughs> Uh, one turned up with a meekly. <laughs> I was about to say the mind boggles when you said the word behaviour. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, and I apologise for. And I'm I'm from Yorkshire. You wouldn't know from the accent, but why is it always Rotherham and Bradford in well, the news? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. But this what story is no off in these towns. <laughs> this story blew my mind because rogue. One brother turned up with a meat cleaver that turned out that they were filming the tenants inside the property as well. Another one turned up with a pole. Unfortunately, one of the tenants, one of the injuries was so bad they had to have their leg amputated because of the attack that was all based on the tenant not paying rent and refusing to move out. We're not suggesting that this is how you get your tenants yeah. out, by the way. I'm just reciting a news article, which for me set the new definition of worst case scenario. And fortunately, the uh, three brothers have been uh, jailed for 31 years. Um, Good. But I mean, that is mind blowing, right? In terms of the level of yeah, just, conflict. It there. just blows my mind. Why? I, I just can't get it into my head why you would act like that as a landlord. Where, where do you think you're going to get to if you act like that? Well, 31 years in that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna get to but look we've been in the industry for a long time i've had landlords turn up to properties take the windows out take the kitchen units out take the toilets out just so their tenants not with avocado Mm. um but yeah just basically in your london days in in the london in the london days um but yeah it's like what are you doing you're crazy Mm. because now if anything you're the one that's going to be prosecuted you're the one that's going to get into trouble you had a sorry. Can we stop there? Can we just? On, I need an anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> a landlord went to a house and took the windows out. Yeah, took all the windows out. Double glazing window, took them all out. Got his mate around there. Literally took everything out. So, there was so no when the win- tenant, there were no windows. No. So when holes. the tenants arrived home, there was no windows in the property. Why? Just to try and get them out. Sounds quite he was fed bitter. up with them. Okay. I went to a they were late paying rent a few times. They didn't keep the property in great condition. So instead I mean, of going of down there... Taking the windows out isn't going to help the house, well, is it? What EPC rating would that be? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be low, right? With no yeah. windows. That would yeah. Be low. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen some crazy things. Dealt with some crazy, crazy landlords. I, I just don't get it. You know, being a landlord, you know what you need to do as a landlord. And that doesn't include yeah taking windows out making it hard for your tenants or or threatening them or well there's extreme that's, that's that's harassment intimidating behavior that's like yeah. criminal yeah. behavior essentially yeah. yeah 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 i mean there's risks in anything in life but that that's the next level of what i saw google that if you want to check it out landlord family jail for 31 years pop it in google you you read the article and um there's more detail in it that we won't cover. That's um, that's quite horrific. But um, but yeah, like, what the, do you do? Like, this is an investment, and you should be reasonably detached from that investment rather than in, incredibly engaged in in the way yeah. they take the win. But what, as someone who has investments, if your share portfolio goes down, like, are you going round Elon Musk's house? 
<laughs> and demand any works harder when Tesla shares drop. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, like, it's a different. I mean, that's a different kettle of fish in terms of humanity, let alone yeah. landlord context. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm happy to send Elon a tweet if it's still, <laughs> if it's still called a tweet. I don't know yeah. now. It's not called Twitter. It's called. I don't know if it's called an X or something. But um, yeah, there we go. So that's a news article. Um, wanted to give buy select the week. Just to confirm, we're not financial advisors. We're not giving advice. We're just giving you the rate that we've been given as of this morning, uh, which is Thursday, the 5th of October. And the podcast is going out tomorrow. So uh, if you're listening in later weeks and this is a re-recording, then just be aware these rates may not stand. But we want to pass them on. So best deal on the market, for this is for a buy-to-let mortgage, at the moment is 4.69%. Now, 4.69%, that stands for the five-year fixed and for the two-year fixed. Uh, different lenders, Paragon and Kensington on the two-year. 7% fee on the five-year fixed. 5% fee on the two-year fixed. 50% loan to value. That's the best deal on the market at the moment. Arrangement fees, any anything on there? 7%. 7%, 7%, 7% or 5%, 7%. yeah. It's quite high, right? That is quite yeah, high. Yeah, I mean, I can see what they're doing from a mortgage broker's point of view there is they're bringing the rate down to make the affordability calculator work, but making you pay up yeah. front in order for that affordability calculator to work. So you're either lumping that back on the loan or paying it like a thumping great big stamp duty bill, mm. the equivalent of, aren't you? And if you can get a property which stacks up on yield and it's got good enough rent, that means you can still buy with a 25% deposit, 75% loan to value. The rates look like they're about half a percent higher than that. Or 75% loan to value. So, yeah. so I think that that's attractive to someone who is convinced they're buying under market value. Because generally, I would look at a 7% fee. A third word, first word would be bleeped and the second word would be off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I can find a deal good enough where someone needs to get out maybe because their mortgage rate has tripled or, or whatever and it's no longer affordable or or whatever reason they have to sell if i can get that property reduced by better than seven percent that seven percent fee's worth paying mm-hmm. uh, that's my logic i don't know whether that's yeah. right or wrong yeah. well it's, it's a couple of grand depending on you know if we look at average house prices around here and say that obviously you're getting half the loan seven percent half the loan it's going to be a couple of grand, right? It's going to be like yeah. fifteen hundred quid, two yeah. grand, something like that for for sort of two hundred, two hundred and fifty grand loan. So it's not like the seven percent seems. It like, sounds wow. like yeah. So when you break it down, thumping, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got a buy to let that's coming in, and you've got twenty percent, twenty grand below market value. You kind of swallow that and go, all right, well, yeah, that, that'll work, right? Because mm. you're, you're already eighteen. 17 and a half grand up from day one based on mm. what it is. It's just not as cheap as it was before. So um, they're the rates that we're playing with, but they are. They seem to be improving though, yeah, right? Yeah, they are. Mortgages. We've, yeah. You know, we're, we're well seeing, below five. We're yeah. seeing a lot more people come to the party now with reduced rates mm. and all of that sort of stuff. So it seems positive. It's going yeah. in the right direction. 10 working days ago, it, it, it was five point something. Mm. Now it's 4.69 it came down to 4.95 about seven days ago and now we're seeing the stuff come under 4.7 so why do you think we're seeing a lot more people reducing their a lot more folks reducing their their rates now for buy to lets well the money in which they're lending to each other is improving um 
and the main reason why the banks are doing it, I think, is because transactions are way down. Because yeah. transactions are way down, they need to take a, a slice of the pie, so they're having to be competitive yeah. Yeah. To, to make it work. Otherwise, they can't hit their targets. They want to lend money. They're not trying to not lend money. They want to make money yeah. at banks. It's, it's the opposite of where we were this time last year when interest rates skied in October mm. last year. Uh, our brokers all said, interest rates can go up and they'll stay up for the rest of the year because banks have all hit their targets. They're not bothered. So they're all just sit and wait it out until next year. Now we're at the other end. Yeah. It's been a reasonably quiet year for the whole residential sales market. It's been a lot less transactions. We know why, because everybody moved two years ago when it was stamp duty free. So now we've got a bit of a hangover from it. Mm -hmm. um, so the banks have to be competitive in order to continue doing business. Mm, absolutely. Um, to sum up on this, if anyone's listening and you've got portfolios you're looking to sell, we've actually got a couple of investment buyers at the moment that are quite interested in acquiring uh, portfolios or if there's developers out there that have got small blocks that they're looking to build out and potentially sell off plan. So just a little plug for some of our clients that we're working with. If you've got portfolios you're looking to shift, uh, please let us know. We might be able to do something on those anywhere from kind of four or five units upwards. Um, and if you are thinking now's the time to cash in on your portfolio, uh, please speak to us and we can potentially do some off market uh, stuff for you there. So get in contact. Uh, same applies for developers on, on blocks as well probably more likely to be off plan on a small block of flats, something like six, eight, 10, 12 units, um, maybe up to 15, depending on uh, where it's positioned in the country. But do let us know. Uh, next week, we'll be back, obviously, as well. If you haven't subscribed, please do. It means you get the notification. Uh, it helps us as well improve the guest quality that we get on. Hopefully, this uh, current affairs report has been a good one for people to listen to we have bounced around on topics today haven't we yeah we i have. didn't know the word meat cleaver was going to come out i've got to be honest yeah meat cleaver i'm here for double it. glazing windows out of the property toilets removed toilets removed yeah. and uh and sunek under attack yeah yeah so nice. yeah we'll bring everything to you thanks again for watching listening depending on what platform you're on and if you want to get in contact with us reach out anytime